Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and it's Tuesday, November 14th. Tesla has warned investors that it is currently in between growth waves, potentially affecting its guided growth rate of 50%. Tesla went from a poorly funded EV startup to the most valuable automaker in the world, telling investors that they plan to grow at that rate of roughly 50% per year. They've always said that around 50% growth rate would be long-term, and it could vary from year to year. Tesla has indeed accomplished this at various times, but at least for now, it's not in the immediate future. Tesla investor Gary Black reported new comments from Tesla Investor Relations during a recent investor conference. He said that Tesla warned that it is, quote, now in an immediate low-growth period. Now, Martin Vieja, Tesla's head of Investor Relations, clarified in a comment, saying, quote, What I said specifically is that we're between two major growth waves. The first driven by the 3 and Y platform since 2017, and the next one that will be driven by the next generation vehicle. After backlash over the no reselling clause of the Tesla Cybertruck, the company updated its purchase agreement to remove the clause. It did seem kind of scary with them saying that they would sue owners for $50,000 or more, As stated yesterday, clauses like that are not unheard of, but they're not common either. For the Cybertruck, it could be seen either way. It's an incredibly popular and pivotal vehicle for the company and the EV industry and perhaps the auto industry at large. With that in mind, it's understandable that any car company wouldn't want the launch of their vehicle to be mired by unfair and opportunistic marauders. However, the vehicle was designed for ease of mass production, and Tesla already claims to have production capacity of 125,000 per year. Even with Tesla's foresight, the program has a planned capacity of 250,000 units. In this light, the no resale clause does seem a little overprotective. Tesla has sought to help prove that its vehicles built with gigacasted parts are not more expensive to repair. Over the last few years, Tesla has heavily invested into gigacasting technology to produce larger car parts. Like any new tech, insurance companies and the public need to be educated as to their benefits and drawbacks. And according to a new report from Autocar, Tesla is investing in research and development to find new ways to repair their latest gigacasted cars. The report claims that Tesla is working with Thatcham Research to, quote, test EV makers' new underbody after concerns raised over repair costs. Now, while many automakers expressed similar concerns about gigacasting when it was first pioneered by Tesla, Many of them are now following Tesla's lead. The in-dashboard range estimate in Tesla vehicles takes into account a variety of metrics, and for the first time, Tesla reveals everything that affects that calculation. It's actually quite the list that I think would be more interesting than telling you the backstory and everything. I don't think it's any specific order, but here is the list in its entirety. Wind speed and direction, elevation or grade, traffic speed, average acceleration and deceleration, ambient temperature, humidity and pressure, solar load and cloud cover, initial battery percentage, initial battery temperature, gross combined vehicle weight, rolling resistance, aerodynamic drag coefficient, HVAC consumption, vehicle-specific energy consumption, like a bike rack or something else, and battery preconditioning. Today's episode is sponsored by VMAX Mobility Incorporated, one of Europe's leading e-scooter brands. The brand was founded in 2015 and is headquartered in Switzerland. After eight years of growth in Europe, VMAX e-scooters are now available in North America. 
VMAX UL certified e-scooters offer exceptional performance and reliability with a motor, battery, controller, and frame that are all built to last for years. The brand's high quality components are all made in VMAX's ISO certified facility for maximum control over safety and design. On the company's latest models, you'll find integrated turn signals, ultra-bright front lights, responsive brake lights, tubeless tires with superior tire tread, an anti-slip deck, and built-in suspension. You'll also find a powerful motor, high torque, instant responsiveness, advanced electronics, and regenerative braking for unmatched performance. VMAX offers an industry-leading 24-month warranty, and with nationwide repair shops and a local U.S. warehouse for parts, servicing is easy. Check out the latest VX5, VX2 Pro, and the VX4 models, and stay tuned for the exciting new VX3. If you're a speed enthusiast, don't miss the company's R40 and R55 high-speed race scooters. Visit vmax-escooter.us and use promo code VMAXELECTREK for exclusive offers for a limited time. Thanks again to VMAX for sponsoring. On Monday, Rivian released an incremental software update, 2023.42, which actually bricked the infotainment system in the R1S ES and the R1TS. The company is frantically working on a fix, but it might not be an over-the-air update. The vehicles are drivable, but the software and display goes black. It appears that the software update hangs on 90% of the vehicle screen or 50% of the app screen, and then the vehicle screen just blacks out itself. At the moment, it appears that Amazon vans are not impacted. Rivian has been in direct contact with customers over the issue, and as of now, it is not known when a fix will come or if it will require an in-person visit or mobile service visit. Rivian employees are undoubtedly working overtime, and hopefully not through the night, although the marketing team very well could be because they have a lot of work to do to smooth over this potential lack of trust. Fisker saw its shares plummet 14% after reporting big losses and lower sales volume than expected. Fisker says it now expects to produce 13,000 to 17,000 of their Ocean SUV this year. That cut back from the original projection of 20 to 23,000. According to Reuters, Fisker cut its 23 guidance, saying, quote, as it struggles to ramp up deliveries and flagged weaknesses in internal controls over financial reporting. Not mincing words, the CEO, Henrik Fisker, said, quote, we have not been able to follow through with deliveries fast enough. And he went on to say, quote, people have paid and are waiting for their cars, and some of them are really getting annoyed. Volkswagen is moving ahead with plans to build electric vehicles in Mexico. Volkswagen will invest $750 million, the first of two packages, to transform its facility in Puebla. The Volkswagen plant in Puebla is the largest auto factory in Mexico and one of the biggest within the network. Volkswagen's Mexico president says that the new model to be produced at the plant will be introduced in the next 12 to 15 months, these to serve the entire North American markets. For a company that is cutting production in Europe, the move could be seen as optimistic. The news comes after Tesla confirmed that they were pumping the brakes on their Gigafactory Mexico project, this amid worries of the global economy. Hyundai's luxury brand Genesis is launching a new super-large electric SUV that will be built at their new plant in Ulsan, Korea, South Korea. <laughs> the new electric SUV will be part of Hyundai's next-generation lineup featuring new dedicated EV platforms and batteries. The upcoming Genesis GV90 will ride on Hyundai's new EM platform, 
which is designed for EVs across all segments, and they say that it'll improve driving range by 50%. Now, in an older and perhaps related story, a report from South Korea's ET News claimed that Hyundai was finishing the development of a huge 113.2 kilowatt hour battery. It's quite possible that this will underpin the new SUV. Hyundai plans to reveal the first official images of their flagship by the end of 2025, so it's a little ways out. The launch in Europe will be in April of 2026 and North America in June of 2026. In today's community comment found on YouTube, Radical Rick 9587 says that he doesn't like the sound in the middle of each news story. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Rick, but this was created as an audio podcast first, and then a video version was kind of put on top of it. So this goes out to Spotify and iTunes and a number of other audio formats. And this is kind of the blend between the two, something that was still digestible for an audio listener and something that was mildly watchable for those of you on YouTube. Which, by the way, thanks for watching. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day. <laughs>